Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. Today will be amazing with me, your host, Shimisa Johnson. I'm fresh out of nap. I'm feeling really good. I'm back getting up at five in the morning and getting on the road and it feel amazing. I just been grinding, staying calm and steady. That's how I'm moving into the fall. It's been raining like crazy. It's been raining so much. My windshield wipers went from new to old. Like, is it fall or is it spring? Honestly, they kind of the same a little bit. But anyway, I just want to talk about this really quick. I have a challenge going on for October. It's basically draw something every day and exercise every day. It's probably going to be hard to exercise every day, but it's possible. It's a nice seven of us. Got a little group chat going on and we share our drawings and positive words and it's dope. Like everybody got their own style of how they draw and stuff. So I think it's good to see that. And um, I basically started this because I wanted to start using my hands more and do something creative that's just fun and free from pressure. As I told y'all, I'm really looking for stuff that has no pressure. I just want to turn up creatively and produce more and cruise out this year. It's back cold. Well, not cold. Actually, it's not even cold for real. It feels good to crack your windows and a little brisk air come through. Like this is my first time ever really embracing the fall. It's no bugs and I feel good sitting in my car while the gas pumping. I mean, I got to get out the car real quick because I don't want that joint to go over $25, but it still feel good. You feel me? I want to talk about something really, really quick. On my early commutes, when I'm doing my first shift, it's crazy. I be seeing kids, they be smacked in their phone. Like they at the bus stop, straight looking down in their phone. And I'm thinking like, yo, like when I was a kid, we was talking to our friends. Some people even brought a basketball at the bus stop, which was crazy because people was probably sleeping. It's like, yo, like what are these phones doing to us socially? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing something to us. It's like, especially the kids, because they not experiencing the world how we experienced it. So I just be thinking, like, what is going to come up this? We ain't going to be able to see it now until later. But I just hope that whoever listens to this and they got kids or whatever, just tell your kids just to be looking around. Like, have your head on the swivel still, because if y'all smacked in this phone, y'all can't even see what's going on. Because I be looking at them for, like, just riding by, I'm like, this kid ain't look around once. And I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. Especially living in the city or in the burbs. You, you got to know your surroundings. And I feel like these phones are in the way. But who fault is it? Is it our fault? They learn from watching us. Is it our fault? But um, ran over. <laughs> I'm going to name this episode art in motion. This episode, I want to talk about filming and um, some shows I've been watching and what I took from the shows and stuff like that. And just want to talk about like appreciating art in motion. <laughs> That's what I'm calling filmmaking these days, art in motion. So um, I often think about if I have a favorite director or just a style of stuff I like to look at or whatever. And to be honest, I don't think I have a one favorite director. I have favorite people that do the stuff that I do, but I can't really say that I have the one favorite director. And I feel like having a wide range, feel it as in filmmaking, 
in all these genres, it's really hard to have one or two favorites. I mean, I could easily name Spike Lee. I talked about him all the time. And it's like, I haven't even seen that much of Spike Lee work. Probably saw about four four films of his. So he can't really be my favorite. But I, the films that I did see of his, I really, really loved them. And I love what they stood for. He didn't need a lot of work to make an impact on me. You know what I'm saying? And as far as like with Issa Rae, she another one of the directors that I could say is one of my favorites, but not really. But I love her work. Insecure was incredible. And she still has a, a long way to go with stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think she's working on another show called Rap Shit. I haven't seen that yet. I'm gonna I'm a check it out eventually. I like when stuff build up. I don't like being on stuff when it's season one because then you gotta wait and some things I need to build up. And um, yeah, so like that's the, and Jordan Peele, that's like the only three people that I can know of. And I feel like I don't even watch their stuff enough to be like they are really really my all-time favorite directors you feel me I think I'm gonna start working on that I think I need to have a favorite or a few favorites or at least 10 favorite directors even some that aren't super super mainstream even some that's like freelancing like me or people on the underground it's so many film people out here and it's this website it's called shortoftheweek.com. And this is a website where it's a million different short films, documentaries, whatever on this website. And it's all from underground people. And people from here, they get discovered to go to Sundance, the um, film festivals and all that. This is how people get known. So I think I want to get my stuff on there eventually for sure. But um, yeah, that's my take on favorite directors but um let's get into the shows so the first show I want to talk about is The Marked Heart it's a show based in Colombia it's in Spanish but I watch it in English with the subtitles once you get through past episode one two you kind of get used to the voices and my Spanish is not that good yet to be listening fully to embrace the language so I just can't this show is based around the dangerous business of human trafficking for organs. And I never watched nothing on this before. So when I first turned it on, I read the little description and the first episode, it got popping. I'm like, okay, I'm locked in. And as I keep watching it, the cliffhangers in this show will keep you locked in A plus on the cliffhangers because one night when I first started watching this show, it was like I started at 9 p.m., right? I stopped watching the show at 6 a.m. I watched the show all those hours. Like I was locked in, like locked in, locked in. And I think it's like, I think it's like 15 episodes the first season and they're going to come out with a second season. So yeah, like I was glued. It has some um thriller elements into it. The main girl, she's a photographer, and I can relate to that too. Like, it's it's beautiful, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to spoil anything, but it could be some spoilers in here, just a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But um, another show I want to talk about is called The Bear on Hulu. I watched, I finished it in like two days, I think, two or three days, and I love how authentic it is and the realistic layers it has within the cast, the dialogue, everyone to me looks regular, you know what I'm saying? And um, lately about my sh favorite shows or my favorite thing to watch about shows is the dialogue and the character development. And the episodes are only 25 to 28 minutes, so you can run through them. 
And you really can't beat shows that get it done in 30 minutes. I think those are my favorite as far as like with um Working Moms. You can really run through Working Moms. That got a lot of seasons. All the episodes under 30 minutes. Love 30 minute shows. Shout out to Netflix for that. Basically about the show Bear, it's about a chef. His name's Carmen, but they call him Bear. And he suddenly has to work at his family's sandwich spot. I'm not going to tell y'all why, because that's a crazy spoiler to reveal, and I'm not going to do that. So, basically, he was a top chef. He was in magazines, top restaurants. He went to the best schools. So, he know what he's doing, and he's fancy with it. And there was one part of this show that I really, really love. It was intense, and his instructor was in his ear like this. 17, chefs. Why do you Answer me. I can handle it, chef. I can handle it, chef. 12, 10, 13, 14. I get it. You have a short man's complex. You can barely reach over this fucking table, right? This is why you have the tattoos and your cool little scars and you go out and you take your smoke breaks. It's fun, isn't it? But here's the thing. You're terrible at this. You're no good at it. Go faster, motherfucker. Keep going faster. Why are you so slow? Why are you so fucking slow? Why? You think you're so tough? Yeah. Why don't you say this? Say, yes, chef. I'm so tough. Yes, chef. I'm so tough. Say, fucking yes, chef. I'm so tough. Yes, chef. I'm so tough. You are not tough. You are bullshit. You are talentless. Say, fucking hands. Hands? You should be dead. And hearing that, listening to his instructor do that, I would have been like, yo. I probably would have got mad, but that's something I need to work on. (laughs) it's not let words bother me so much but I had a thought with watching this do all words matter think about it do all words matter even the not so great ones the ones that make us feel like shit maybe we need things to tell us that we ain't shit so we can work towards not being ain't shit I don't know that's a thought but watching this it kind of made bear into the great chef that he is it kind of was like nah I need to counter what you're saying to me and it kind of like watching this I feel like the instructor or I should say chef wanted to rattle him a bit like can you really handle this your chefs are messing up can you handle a kitchen that part was very pivotal to me it ties into his strength in a bit like Am I the one that can handle my family's restaurant? A character, like one of the um, supporting cast in the characters, a black girl in the show. Her name's Sydney. And she one of my favorite characters throughout the show. I probably only got like two favorite characters so far. And the reason why I love her, because she's young. She made her position known and she didn't back down. And I love the representation it has in that for her to play that role because you young, you come into a kitchen with a bunch of old heads. They going to look at you like you don't know what you're doing. Like, I've been cooking longer than you have been alive. They going to say stuff like that to you. So she held her own in the show and she made the kitchen better. And I love that. You know what I'm saying? And as far as like how it was shot, it was filmed so intimately. Like a lot of close shots, a lot of eyes, very, very close on the food. And it reminded me of when I was, uh, when I shot a couple chef tables, like probably like, probably like seven to eight years ago, I shot a couple chef tables 
I was in the chef with my camera. So as I'm watching this, it kind of put me in that mind frame that, yo, like I did something like this before. And I'm, I could put those in the descriptions too. They're kind of old. So this is how I was at that time. So don't judge too harshly. And hold on, let me tell y'all this. It's intense. <laughs> the show is intense. That's all I'm going to say. It's intense. Just think about it. You in the kitchen. Chefs everywhere. Knobs. Everybody got a position. It's loud. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to set the mood on how intense it's going to be. But yeah, let me know if y'all watch it. Anybody check it out. Drop comments below. You can hit me whenever. You know what I'm saying? It's all that. Last show I want to talk about. I was not trying to talk about this show. But I feel like I want to talk about it because um, a couple years ago, I seen the show My Friend Dahmer. And I'm not talking about this show to put y'all on to watch it because I think everybody done seen it now. But I saw the uh, movie My Friend Dahmer a couple years ago. It was weird. You know what I'm saying? They kind of like covered the basics, but Netflix did a deep dive. And that's why I watched it because I wanted to see how Netflix was going to do it. And boy, did they do it. Like, the dude, what's his name? Evan Peters or Evan. He did his thing. He played the weirdo, but he got into character. And I hope, I hope him being this character doesn't damage him. But anyway, what I want to talk about when it comes to this show, it just shows like how a white man can just get away with anything. And I hate that about America. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how... For one, I want to talk about the judge. How you look at this man who was arrested for molestation of a minor, drugged him, y'all knew all this. You look at him and say, look like you need to get another chance because you remind me of my grandson. It's like me watching this, it made me so mad. Like it made me mad to watch this because he kept getting away and I just wanted him to get caught before he done kill everybody. And it's like, I already knew it was going to happen. I already seen it, already read about him years ago, already knew how it was going to end. But these series, they wrap you in. <laughs> they going to let you go through everything. You know what I'm saying? But, um, those cops that also gave Dahmer the the little kid. Like, you could look at him and see that he at least 16. You know what I mean? If you don't got the young people eyes, you don't think. I just feel like the real Glenda should have just pulled that kid into her apartment, knowing that he came out of Dahmer's. But, you know, thinking the police is going to help you. They don't help. They was terrible back then. Let's just say that. They're terrible now. Last thing I want to talk about this show, because I want to wrap it up with this show. Shout out to Niecy Nash. She did her thing in the series. And I love the way that they film the fear in her. Like, you can tell that she had to really, really get into, get into character. And for one, like, I could not imagine living in an apartment next door to a killer. And he was doing this shit, like, every other day. Like, I just was like, yo, when I was watching this, I'm like, yo, she needed to go get a gun and knock on his door and do something but it's like she was a 50 53 year old woman in the 90s she ain't doing that but these days those killings probably would get disruptive you know what i'm saying and the last film i want to talk about 
Oh, this is a long episode. I'm I'm banging out these long episodes. So I want y'all to, you know, let me know y'all enjoying them or whatever. And feedback. Feedback is very important. I love the feedback. Rate and subscribe. You already know. Leave a review. The last thing I want to discuss is a movie. It's called The Help. And I've never seen this until recently. And it frustrated me so bad. It made me feel like, damn, like, it made me think about, like, all of these black lives back then, they wasted their abilities on cleaning someone's house that don't even respect them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what could these black people be if that wasn't happening? If we could really venture out and had the resources and the love for being a human and just using that, but it don't even matter. We still prevail regardless, but um, back to the movie. They, they was cleaning houses for 97 cents an hour. Not even a full dollar. Like, man, this shit be getting me tight. But anyway, um, the part that messed me up in this movie was when a white woman didn't want the black women to use their bathrooms. It's like, the black woman cleaned this bathroom. She take care of your kids. If she can't use it. And also, like, the authority figure that um that white people had back then like when it's really mind-boggling and evil because it's like this is one this is one scene I remember in the movie right Viola Davis and Olivia Spencer's in the movie right this is the part with them too they in the kitchen they was cracking jokes and busting jokes or whatever and they was just like being themselves real calm and relaxed and I just noticed when I'm watching I noticed their shoulders and everything and how relaxed they look around each other and just trying to have a good time and just use comedy to deal with what they got going on as soon as they walk into a room with white people they get super super tense and you know they gotta like change themselves and I hate I hate that that even happened and that that happened and I feel like black people are starting to not really do that anymore because like we're becoming business owners and we don't really got to take we came a long way you know what I'm saying and um yeah that's kind of like what I noticed about this because it was definitely a movie from back in them times or whatever and I don't know I just feel grateful that it's not like that now you know what I mean but yeah that's all I wanted to talk about in this episode I hope y'all enjoyed the episode I enjoy breaking down these shows and I hope y'all find a favorite show in one of these except for the jeffrey dahmer shit rate subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify hit that star five star move me up you know what i mean i'm really trying to stay consistent again i love y'all tell a friend please tell a friend about me if they like listening to just one voice podcast you can listen to me in the gym anywhere you know what i mean just chilling i appreciate it i appreciate all the listeners especially the listeners that's like in countries that I've never been. Like I have a few listeners in Canada. Shout out to that. I also see Germany on the, um, in the stats, Spain. And I'm like, this is beautiful. Like the power of the internet is incredible. Shout out to all the places, man, that's listening to me from little old Delaware. But I'm gonna get out of here. I love y'all. And remember people, the universe works mentally. All right, peace.